Hello everyone, it's me, your host Natalia. Um, welcome back to More Than a Pretty Face. Today I'm gonna be doing something a little bit different. Um, it's gonna be a mini-sode. So to start off, I started More Than a Pretty Face because I really want to highlight the stories of women, who we are, our successes, our challenges, because I feel like we needed to be heard, because we do. Um, and I would be remiss in not talking about the Kavanaugh hearings today. And, well, they're happening today. Um, and to not talk about that, I think, would be a detriment to who we are as women, um, to who we are as a society and a people. I personally could not watch the hearings today. It was gonna be way too triggering and opening social media today was super difficult because everything said believe survivors and we stand with Dr. Ford and we stand with Anita Hill which is all beautiful and it's good and and it's what we should be doing as a society as a country as women um, but it's still important to remember how triggering some of those things can be for survivors and for me it was it was just a lot to see all of that on social media, even though I'm a huge supporter of it. I did post one thing myself, um, but it's the only thing that I've I've posted um, on my personal social media page um, regarding everything that's going on. But I really, really wanted to post this day because I think when we talk about sexual assault, and especially when we've been talking about the Kavanaugh hearings and we've been talking about Dr. Ford, um, we keep talking about these women that are coming forward as victims and i don't i think that we should change that narrative i'm really big on changing the narrative victim to survivor and as we've been talking about these women that have come forward and and everything that goes along with the entire me too movement a lot of times we hear the word victim instead of survivor and i think it's really important to highlight that these women all of us are survivors so i'm gonna call bs to the people that keep calling us victims whether you believe dr ford whether you believe anita hill like whoever you believe and you're calling us victims i'm calling you i'm calling bs to that um you need to call us survivors because that's what we are we are still here we are still standing even for the women that aren't here and aren't with us like they too were survivors. Um, they may have been survivors in a different way, but we are survivors. And I think it is really important to use that type of language because using the term victim keeps allowing us not to have agency as if we need help in a way that we don't. Um, and making sure that we talk about us as survivors in a way that is meaningful and purpose-driven. And I think another big thing that has bothered me about this conversation that we're having right now um, is people are talking a lot about the story of what Kavanaugh did, what other men have done, and we're making these women tell their stories. Um, and we're talking about women's stories and what men or women because men men and women both have been accused and convicted of sexual assault and that's something really important to remember um but we talk about a lot about 
these acts that the perpetrators did and the sadness that these survivors feel. And so we often don't think about the people that are listening to this commentary, whether it's a podcast, whether it is social media, whether it's a news article, whether it's on the television, hearing those, seeing those posts can be really triggering. And instead of uplifting these women in the way that we think that we're doing by sharing their stories, which their stories need to be shared so others can come forward, I think we need to balance that out with productive ways to be there for survivors and uplift survivors. And so to counter kind of all the the negative and maybe some of the triggering stuff that's out there, I really wanted to create this mini so today to tell you about people or organizations that are actively out there trying to combat sexual harassment, sexual violence, sexual assault, intimate partner violence, all of that. Um, and use my platform and and talk about it because as important as it is to hear these women's stories of sexual violence, it is also important to hear women's stories of survival and women's stories of how they're helping other women and hear about the organizations that are helping them do that. Because if you are someone who is a survivor, it's really important that you know the resources that are out there for you. And I feel like too often we're not telling people the resources, just telling them the story, but not telling them the after. Uh, So I really, really wanted to just highlight what resources are available to all of us. Um, The first one, I think it's probably the biggest one that everyone probably knows about, but I still want to talk about it anyway, is RAIN, R-A-I-N-N, RAIN, and it stands for Rape, Abuse, Incest National Network. Um, A lot of people know about RAIN. It's like the largest organization in the country um, that is combating and doing this type of work. Um, And they create and run the National Sexual Assault Hotline. And that phone number is 800-656-4673. Again, 800-656-4673. And I'm going to post like all the links um, in the show notes um, so everybody can have access to them and share it with your friends. Um, and, and those around you, even those who don't know, because even if you're not a survivor and you just want to be an ally, these are still really good resources, um, to check out, uh, to better know how to do that. Cause not only does like rain provide, um, safety and prevention tips or after assault, sexual assault care, like they really are about mobilizing peers, students, friends, family, and understanding what sexual assault and sexual violence is. Um, and like I said, they do that through safety and prevention information after sexual assault care and public policy action. Um, so it's really about empowering you to know your resources, whether you're on a, a college campus knowing about Title IX or you're in a public school or just in your state. Um, on RAIN's website, you can actually uh, find a list of all the rape crisis centers throughout the country. So say whether you're here in the D.C. area or you're out in Missouri, Rain has a um, complete list of sexual of rape crisis centers um, in your state to make sure you get access to the full care that you need. 
the next organization that I really want to highlight because I think it's so important um, is EROC, so End Rape on Campus. Um, their approach is direct support, which includes directly helping survivors in their community, helping um, and helping students organize on campus to educate, which means train, training and developing resource staff, student groups, and individuals to support survivors and prevent sexual assault, and advocacy, which is basically advocating for fair and equitable sexual assault and interpersonal violence policies, legislation on the campus, local, state, and federal levels. Um, so their focus is a lot to do with like college campus, um, and that's how I first heard about them. Um, because I knew somebody on my college campus who actually ended up working for them. Uh, but it's a really great resource, especially if you are in university, in graduate school, if you're on or near a campus, they're a really great resource. Uh, their commitment is to ending all forms of sexual violence. And you can find them at endrapeoncampus.org. Um, and please follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, another organization I'd love to highlight is Love is Respect. Uh, this can be found at loveisrespect.org. Um, the whole premise of Love is Respect is to engage, educate, and empower young people to prevent and end abusive relationships. So this movement takes a little bit of a different approach where it wants to tell you about healthy relationships because a lot of times it's this idea of we don't know how we should be treated in certain relationships and so we assume that's how everyone is treated which it's not it's not true don't let anyone else tell you it's true um so please reach out to them learning about healthy relationships especially if you're a teenager or a young adult this is a really good resource for you um, and not just for you as an individual but for your friends other survivors students and also your parents and lastly um, one organization that I really, really, really love is, um, End the Backlog. So if you don't know what End the Backlog is, End the Backlog is basically this entire campaign to make sure that, uh, police, the police and hospitals, um, are testing rape kits because a lot of times, Rape kits get taken, but they don't get tested because they don't have anything to match against. And the backlog of rape kits that need to be tested is astronomical. And a lot of times, eventually, if the person's DNA is not in the system then, it may become in the system later because a lot of times these are repeat offenders. Um, so I really, really highly support um, this organization. A lot of you may have heard it because this is something that um, Riska Haggerty participates in a lot, ending the backlog. Um, and she posts a lot about it on her Instagram, so I really, really encourage um, everyone to check out End the Backlog. Um, it's a really good way to hold perpetrators accountable for their actions, even if it is years later, to let you know that like someone is looking into this and somebody cares. And donating or be participating in this cause is a really, really effective way to get involved and understand survivors and their stories. Um, and I really encourage people to look into that um, and all that entails. It's an incredible organization. Um, and you can look specifically for what your, how, how much backlog your state has um, and helping improve that as well. Um, and a person that I really want to highlight 
and just shed light on who has really been a champion for women um, is Tarana Burke. Many of you have probably heard her name. She is a civil rights activist and the founder of the hashtag MeToo movement that um, we've been hearing about. But she actually started this way back in like 2006. Uh, but now it's starting to, you know, catch more fire since everything came out with like Harvey Weinstein and Matt Lauer. Um, so, but she founded the Me Too movement and she has been a champion for women since before that even came out. Um, she first founded Just Be Inc., which raised awareness on health and wellness of young minority girls between the ages of 12 and 18. And now she's serving as the senior director of Girls for Gender Equity, and it's based in New York, um, and it's committed to the social, economic, physical, and psychological growth of women. Um, And it's an intergenerational organization. Uh, So women from all generations, all backgrounds, all creeds, um, finding support at this organization. Um, I'm going to, again, post links to all of these uh, websites in the show notes. But I thought in midst of all of this sadness, all of this triggering, I wanted people to know about the resources that are out there for them. And oftentimes your state or even your town, uh, your county will often have rape crisis centers uh, that you can go to and that you can, um, they can also give you access to shelters. Most of those rape crisis centers also have hotlines. So if you want to call right after something happens Or if you are finding yourself in a triggering situation, you're also more than welcome to call these hotlines um, and talk through it. Um, And no one's going to judge you. I think that's a huge fear that a lot of people feel uh, when they call these hotlines or they go into a rape crisis center is that they're going to be judged for their actions or blamed. And the important thing to know is that, one, you are never to blame. There is never anything that you did, said, or ever will do or say that is to blame for your sexual assault any violent action taken against you is completely on the perpetrator and that you are in fact a survivor the fact that you are able to share your story and tell your story wholeheartedly and sincerely is an incredible thing and it is important to know that you are never and i mean never in a position where you have to share your story to anyone. You do not hold that accountability to anybody. When in your time you feel like you want to share your story or if you never want to share your story, that is completely your decision. However you heal is how you heal. And healing does not have a finite date. It is is a continuous and ongoing process of healing. And it's important to know that as a survivor... That is your right to heal for as long as you need to. And just because you don't say something right after it happens doesn't mean it didn't happen and doesn't mean that that person shouldn't be held accountable for what has happened. In this time and in this space, it is really important that we seek out each other and lift each other up. It is really important to understand that our stories cannot be silenced just by one Supreme Court, just by one senator. It is important to know that we will continually have a voice, and as long as we keep using our voice, we will be heard. And I want everyone who listens to More Than a Pretty Face to know that you are loved and you are supported, and you are part of a community that I've tried to create that is 
opening and accepting to all those who identify as female, to all those who are non-binary, and to all those who have been survivors, or I'm sorry, excuse me, who are survivors, because we are. And we are under no obligation to be anything but what we are and how much we have accomplished. And in spite of our trauma, we are still here. We are still doing what we need to do. We are still being who we need to be and it has shaped us and it has changed us and it will continue to carry us on. If you are a friend of a survivor, thank you. Thank you for being there for that person. Thank you for loving them in their darkest moments because their healing, like I said before, is not finite. It can go on and on, but thank you for being there for them. And if you haven't been, be there for your survivor friend. Be there for the other women, girls, young boys, non-binary, queer, anything in between who have been survivors because they need you and they will continue to need you in these times as we hear more and more stories coming out. And that's it for this mini-sode. I just really wanted to give my two cents on that and... um my heart, my heart is in this. My heart is is very heavy hearing all of these stories, hearing the response to these women's stories um, throughout this entire Me Too movement. And um, I want everyone to know that I'm there with you. I understand. I feel your hurt. Um, and those, and for those that have loved me through my hurt, thank you. Uh, talk to you soon. Bye.